Hey beautiful, you are listening to the Girl I Needed podcast and here we bring you the raw truth about what it's like to be a single Christian girl trying to do life God's way. My name is Dejanelle and here we get real, we get vulnerable, we speak and seek truth with the word of God as our source. I am so glad you are here. Let's get into this. Hi, my sweet friends, and welcome to the Girl I Need a Podcast. I am your host, Deshanel, and I know what y'all are saying. Boy, Deshanel, these gaps, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? Why you can't sit down and record these 10-minute podcasts for us on a consistent basis? We are tired of you. And honestly, y'all have every right to be. Y'all have every right to be. I'm shaking my head, but y'all cannot see. But it's like, I don't like to make excuses, so I'm just going to tell you all the truth. This is not an excuse. This is what happened. I didn't record any because I was busy. <laughs> and I think, I don't know what happened the week before. I can't even remember. That was so far ago. I'm living week to week at this point. But last week I was out of town and y'all, I kid y'all not. Like I legit, that, they had, I was at the plant. Like, I don't, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm in project management. So sometimes I have to fly down to the actual plant that my project is at. And we were out there from 6.45 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Come on, somebody in the plant. Like it was like somebody would run out and get lunch. Not for me, though. I got in my car. I needed that. I needed that couple of minutes to myself just to sit. Because literally, I feel like the only time I actually sat was if I was in a meeting or if I was um, um, in my car going to get lunch. I was like, I need to take this lunch. Even if it's just to sit, drive somewhere to sit for the purpose of sitting. So last week, honestly, was tired, tired, uh, tiring on the body. And I only like to like, post these between Monday and Wednesday. I don't know why, but posting them like Thursday and Friday just doesn't seem like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. But child, y'all, I was so tired last week. I took the rest of Thursday when I got back in town and Friday off because I had to regroup mentally. And the fact that I did that and on Friday, my body was still like, girl, if you get up from this bed... There might be the last time you get up, so I suggest you lay back down. <laughs> I could y'all not. But it's like, um, it was a nice trip. I did learn a lot. I'm, I'm glad I went. But at the same time, it was very tiring. So here we are. We thank God that we made it. We thank God that we are well, well rested and all the things. Another life update other than that is that, um, remember I told y'all, I think last update we were working out. Of course, I know I work out all the time, but I was working out at home. So now I started a new gym and y'all, I am sore because working out at home is great. I do love it because it's like, you just get up and you work out. But the thing is, there's no kind of like growth with it because your, what's it called? Your weights are the only weights you have. So now it's like, because I went to the gym, like now, of course, you know, they have weights that are heavier than mine so i'm able to like go up a little bit and y'all i live on I, getting up the stairs hurt everything to move hurt but i'm just like i'm so glad to be back in the gym in the sense that i know that you know i'm growing in the sense that i'm lifting heavier so that's also very fun other than that life has been great well all of those things have been really great but i just feel very blessed i'm having fun um but today we are talking about leaving legacies you know chapter five this is chapter five season three but this so far we've been talking about a lot about like vision and your plan for your life and being prepared so right now i want to focus on leaving legacies and i got that inspiration simply because my small group and i are going through this book so let's stop talking about leaving legacies right now because i want to talk to this book because i want this book to bless someone else the way it's currently blessing me but the book is called it's a devotional 
It's called Seamless. Now, it is written for women. However, I encourage even if you are a guy to do it. Just ignore the fact that when she said, hey, girl, and they this and they, yeah, I know it's very girly. But at the same time, the message is still there and it's oh so powerful. So basically, the summary of it is it's like she kind of kind of breaks the whole Bible down, makes the connection to make it digestible as a whole story leading us to Jesus. And I think it's beautifully written the way it kind of leads us to it. Of course, you know, it's a devotional, so she can't she can't have the whole Bible in this in this little devotion. Of course not. But it's like you are able to understand the connections of how Adam and Eve and we're currently like now we're talking like now we're currently on like Judges and Joshua this that this week. But it's like Adam and Eve straight through all of these different stories connecting us to how that leads to Jesus and what each like um, what's it called? Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. what each, what is this thing? Oh my gosh. Anyway, what each chapter is about and different stuff like that, but it's really nice and I like it. And I highly recommend you going through it. Even if you've been in church all your life, like I grew up in church. I always say like, I was in church when I was in the womb, please. Um, I was in church my whole life. My dad was in church the whole life. My mom was in church the whole life. So I like grew up in church and still for me it's such a blessing so i can't imagine the impact it's having on people who like did grow up in church because i believe it can be beneficial to everybody unless you're like a theology major or something like that then you know that's a different conversation for a different day but if you are looking for a new devotional i highly recommend you take it into this one like i said yes yeah, some people might say it's a little cheese i don't think it's cheese i kind of i kind of laugh at it and be like oh well, it's that's funny like haha <laughs> But some people think it's cheese, but I think it can bless you. But anyway, so because we're studying all these different things, making these connections, we landed on the the topic of Moses. And I just thought about how Moses left such a great legacy. And I feel like we all, everyone kind of, like most people who has been in church know the story of Moses and what an incredible leader he was, how he led the Israelites out of Egypt and led them basically to the, you know, the, the, they were right there to the promised land, but he couldn't enter, so Joshua had to take over. But I feel like we normally don't think about the, the legacy that he left because he had to transfer that leadership to somebody else. So I want to start there and I want to give us one, two, three, four, five, six, basically six things that I thought the story of Moses kind of shows, show us how we can be how we can ensure we are leaving legacies even starting today. I'm 25. I'm not married. I don't have no kids. But at the same time, I'm currently working right now on the legacy I want to leave. The thing is, your legacy that you leave cannot... Because I feel like when we think about leaving a legacy, we always think about generational wealth, which is a thousand percent. Girl, work on that. Girl, work on that. Leave that millions for your kids and your, your grandkids and your great-grandkids and all the things. But at the same time, it has to start somewhere. It has to start with you. And I think we are talking about singleness. A lot of this podcast is all over the thing, all over the place. But last night we talked about singleness at my, at my church that we have for the young adults at my church. And I feel like as I feel like your the legacy you create start when you are just a single woman or man because when you form something, it's two individuals becoming whole. It's two people on a mission. And the thing is, you don't get your. Um, God doesn't give you your purpose when you get married. Like you always had a purpose. Me, Deshna, as an individual, have a purpose. When I have a husband, he has a purpose. We come together, we form two, we we form one being with a family, but we're leading to this common purpose. So I feel like it starts with us now. 
wherever you are, whether you're married or single, especially if you're single, but know that you can start developing your legacy right now in this moment. With that being said, let's get into the story of Moses. Wow. Okay. So basically now, the first thing I want to say is the way we leave legacies, I feel as though I, I put the first point as we move in faith. That's my first point. Move in faith to, to set, to make sure you are making or leaving a legacy. But the thing is, what I want us to remember is I feel like legacies start, like I said, with something before us or it can start with us. Okay. Now, the way I think the legacy with Moses began was with his mom because she was a woman of faith. I'm sorry, but to put your child in a basket and sail him down the river, not knowing what's going to happen to him, that is a woman of faith. And because she had great faith, Moses was able to be drawn out of water, grow up in the palace. So his legacy started from beyond him. So that's why I say no matter who you are, where you are, your small role, your big role, whatever have you, whatever you see it as, move in faith because your something might seem very small in that moment. But trust me, it is creating something for somebody else to continue on. So move in faith in whatever you do and make sure you keep growing as you move in faith. In the beginning, you can see, and this leads into my next point. So keep growing is the second point. But in the, in the beginning, we see Moses, it was kind of like, like when God was like, hey, go out there, go back to Egypt and lead the Israelites. Moses was making all type of excuses. He was like, God, I have this issue. I have that issue. I don't talk very well. Um, and God was like, okay. And God gave him solution and gave him things and told him how he would be with him. But later on, we see Moses don't question God no more because he grew. Okay. I'm, I don't want you to just believe like, oh, um, like every time God gives you a new task, you shouldn't be asking the same questions. You should be learning that, okay, God handled that that last time. Why? I don't need to ask it because I know he's got that. And we can see that from the life of Moses. In the beginning, he was a little hesitant. He was like, this burning bush is telling me to do what? What you want me to do? But as his life goes on, when the Lord was like, stretch out your hand over the rest of Moses was like, okay, next. What's next? If he was like, go before next come up to the mountain to write the 10 commandments god was like okay next because he understood and he grew in his faith with god i always say so in the beginning and i feel like this is kind of my i know y'all sick of this example so i won't use it but it's like i can see it in my life too things i was sweating over crying over rolling on the ground over i never actually rolled on the ground but i just love to say rolling on the ground because i think it's funny but rolling on the ground over like two years ago wouldn't phase me right now because i'm like god handle that yeah, it might get a little bigger, but at the same time, I know the weight that God is carrying and I just have to live through it because there's something at the end of this that is going to benefit me greater. So as you move in faith and you take those steps of faith and you take those leaps of faith, be keep growing and don't ask the same questions or don't think the same um, issues are going to happen and don't have the same like, oh, it could happen like this or oh, uh, the same fears. Know that God has got you and he is going to give you little by little, little and he won't give you more than you can handle. So as you get more and more, be grateful. Be like, man, God really trusted me with this. That means he knows I can handle it. So just ask him for guidance and let him lead the way. So that's point number two. So move in faith, keep going. Point number three is ask for help when necessary. I feel as though a lot of us, like when we do believe that we are called to something great or we are in something or in a season or whatever, have you were scared to ask for help? I used to be scared to ask for help. Me now? Child, if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to ask. I will ask somebody. Excuse me, do you know how to do this? 
And the thing is, don't be afraid to look dumb. I think a lot of us are afraid to look dumb. But at the end of the day, if someone teaches you how to do it, then you won't look dumb to the next person. So ask how to do it. And if the person is judging you for asking for help, that's on them, honey. That has nothing to do with you. That's on them. Because to judge someone for asking for help is a whole issue that you need to sort out with yourself. But you see, like I said, when Moses told God, like, oh, Lord, I don't really speak very well. I stutter, I stammer, and all these different things. I was like, okay, um, Aaron, your brother, he's a well speaker. He's a great speaker. I know he is. So don't be afraid to ask for help. The reason we have community, the reason we have friends, the reason we have family is because we are not perfect, okay? We have these people surrounding us because some of them have strengths. You probably, if you get married one day, your husband's going to have strengths and weaknesses. You have strengths and weaknesses. Most of the time, his strengths, you might be weakened or your strengths, he, yeah, or, or vice versa. Your strengths, he might be weakened, but it's like you together are, both, are supposed to lift each other up. If you cannot humble yourself and ask for help, you will never get better. Like the thing is, we have community. On my, in my current small group, there are three leaders and we all have our strength. We all have our role to play. I always say this to other people is like, what I love about us, what I love about like the church setup is like everyone has their little role to play. And when you begin thinking that you are, um, you have it all on your back, that's when it gets too heavy for you and you kind of get burnt out. But if you share the load with others, it can be a beautiful experience because this person is better at this than you are. If you're good with money, hand the money. If that person is good with public speaking, let them speak publicly. If that person can, I don't know, rally up the troops and plan an outing, let them rally up the troops and plan an outing. If that person is good with connecting with people, let them go grab coffee with people. You don't have to be the financial manager, be the person who leading the way, doing this, doing that, and you know you only like to deal with money. No. Play your role, and when it's time when someone asks you to public speak, Um, speak publicly and you're like man i really need help let me ask suzanne if we could meet she could give me some pointers just ask for help when necessary because people are around you and they are rooting for you and they want to support you point number four be obedient this kind of goes into the faith thing and the keep growing thing but we can see through the life of moses how obedient he was a lot of us we hear the spirit of god speaks when we can discern his voice when we're in his word and shall we say, ooh, that seems a little, that seems a little rough out there. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. And we go our own way. And this, in the Bible study I'm, I'm studying, I think she said it's, some, it's easier to do it God's way the first time than the next time. Um, as we can tell by the, 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 um, the way the Israelites like, were supposed to cross into the promised land. First of all, they were supposed to go into the promised land. They sent these spies. These spies came back afraid right? Because the spies came back afraid, they were in the wandering the desert for 40 years. But the thing is, if you think about it, we don't know. We don't know the story, but I feel like we don't know. But let's think hypothetically. Suppose all they had to do was to get the promise on the first time was walk um, into the, like say like that was it. That's all they had to do. Moses was leading the way. And if the spies didn't come back scared, the only thing they had to do was walk. The only thing they had to do was walk. But you know what they did? They was like, oh, we're afraid. We're not going to go. So now, 40 years later, you know what they have to do? They have to walk through the water, the Ark of the Covenant above their heads. They have to do all these different things. But it's like, man, the first time 40 years ago, we could have just walked in here and this would have been ours. But now we got to cross this water, do these things. You know what I mean? So it's like, be obedient the first time. If God told you to do something, he's going to equip you. When Moses was like, Lord, I stutter um, and all these things, God was like, wasn't I the one who created um, mouths? Like, am I not with you? 
Okay, and Moses was still like, but Lord, hear me out, hear me out. And that's why he gave him. But the thing is, if God told you to do something, just know with all of your heart, all of your being, that he ain't going to say, Deshanel, go and do that and then leave me alone. He ain't going to be like, okay, bye. Have good luck. He's right there with me every step of the way. Okay, you know that song that says, even when I don't feel like you're working, even when I don't see it, you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. That song is true and it's a good song. But it's really, really true. Sometimes you don't feel like God is there. Sometimes you don't see that he's there. Sometimes you don't hear him. All these different things. But he's with you every step of the way. You might like feel like nobody else is with you in life. And there's going to be a time when you feel kind of isolated. Like you don't really have like people, people surrounding you. But God is with you. Okay? Every step of the way. Through every season. He's the God of the mountaintops and in the valleys. So when you're celebrating life, God is with you up there. And in the valleys, when some people don't want to be with you because they're like, ooh, her life looking kind of rusty right now, looking kind of dry, God is with you as there. So be obedient because God's with you. Even if it seems kind of hard, he will lead you and guide you and give you everything you need. He will equip you with everything. Point number one, two, three, four, five. Point number five, stay humble. This is kind of hard for, for human beings. It is kind of hard. Like the more success you get, sometimes it goes to your head and you forget. You forget where God brought you from. You're like, man, I'm it. I've arrived. But not really. For me, I know people like probably look at me now and be like, dang, Deshanel probably was like, oh, she always probably liked to talk. She was always good at public speaking. I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, I wouldn't get in front of people like at church. My mom would be like, because my family, like I said, grew up in church. So they'd be like, okay, Deshanel, do you want to like say the speaking part? Do you want to read the scripture? No, I do not. Why you, why you want me to do that? Why? All these people in the church, you wanted me to do it. But I feel like, like God gave me different like positions in, in school and different leadership positions as time went on. I really, really got more comfortable being in front of crowds. Am I good at it? Am I like perfect at it? No. Sometimes I do get a little nervous and I, when I get a little nervous, I talk extremely fast and I kind of hate that about myself. But anyway, it's not going to let me stop me from doing what God has called me to do. But at the same time, I always tell my friend, um, Sheila this and she laughs every time I say it. But anytime something happens to me, I say, man, it's to keep me humble. It's to keep me humble. But stay humble as you rise to the top. Okay. On the mountaintop. Yeah, we're going to celebrate you. But remember, Sometimes people will gas you up when you're in the mountaintop, but that feeling is very fleeting. I feel like humility will take you much farther because you will always know that God is the one lifting you up. And that way you know, even when, he's down, even when you're down in the valley, he is there with you. So stay humble in every season and climb to the top and shine bright when you're up there. Um, and the last thing I want to leave you with is invest in others. This one is a big one for me because I feel like a lot of time... Like, and I think I touched on this earlier, but a lot of time we believe we have to do it all on our own. And we believe it's a one-man show. If someone asks you to do something, you're like, oh man, this is it. This is my moment to shine. Let me do everything else. Forget everyone else. I've got it all by myself. And we're afraid to ask for help. But I think when you invest in others, like Moses did, like Moses taught Joshua. Like Joshua was able to shadow Moses. Moses led Joshua. And he was really able to like... Moses, even though he didn't go into the promised land, he didn't have to worry that would the Israelites um, make it. Like as a leader, we prepare so much to do such incredible things. And sometimes, like I said, as you leave a legacy or you leave something behind for those who come, you may not see the great things that happened 
from it. But if you train up someone to take over, you have nothing to worry about. And I always say the person who comes behind you should be able to be better than you um, at it. A lot of times I feel like we don't want people to be better at us than something, but it's like you have learned so much in the last, what, let's say five years you did something, you learned so much in that five years. And if you shared your knowledge with the next person coming in, now they have your knowledge. They have the knowledge that they learned something where else, and they're going to come up with new like solutions or new like things, mitigation plans or new ideas to really take this to the next level, to prepare it, to transfer to the next person. And by time and time again, that thing is going to get bigger and better and just blow our minds in a few years. As an example, Walt Disney. I am sure Walt Disney was like, he didn't think Disney, he didn't think of no Disney Plus. That wasn't on his mind. But he knew what he wanted. He, he did what he did in his season. He, I'm sure he had someone trained to take over. And now look at us. We got Disney Plus. We got Disneyland. We got Disney Channel. We got Disney World. We got Disney this. We got Disney that. Because Walt Disney did what he needed to do. He started his legacy. And he trained and invested in others for them to take over. And they trained and invested in others for somebody else to take over. And years and years and years later, we have all these wonderful things for Deschanel to be obsessed with. And it's amazing. So invest in others, teach people things, love on others, pour into others, be a mentor, get a mentor, learn from others. These things will allow us to really set the foundation for others to come and build on top of to create something great. Yes, we can do great things by ourselves. By all means, you probably can shine bright by yourself, but we shine brighter when we have a team. Think about every celebrity you see. Ain't no celebrity out there on the stage and just singing. No celebrity. Most celebrities have a team, a posse, a like they have a bunch of people behind them in the background that we don't see helping them to shine. From the makeup artist to the publicist to the person who, to the stylist who create their shoes, all these different people are helping this current celebrity to shine bright. Yes, they are the face, but there are people behind them investing and pouring and making sure they look good, right? So why don't we do that with our lives? Why don't we let people support us, uplift us as we remain humble, as we move in faith, as we be obedient? But leaving a legacy is something we all should start doing from day one. For sorry, for not from day one, because I mean, if you're thinking, but from from as early as we can, invest in what you want to be next. Whatever the whatever you think the world is missing, I think you have the power to be that person to create it, to change it, to ensure ten years from now nobody can look and say, "Dang, I really wish this was in place." Like I said, the name of this podcast is "The Girl I Needed" podcast, and it's simply because I saw. There was a lot of podcasts that has transformed my life in a different way, but a lot of them did not look like me, sound like me, act like me. Yes, I still listen to them. Yes, I do love them, but there was a voice that I thought was missing, so why not become that voice? That's what I asked myself. So it's the same thing with you. Whatever you see in the world, whatever you see on your job, whatever you see in your church that's missing, talk to somebody who's higher up than you and ask them like, hey, how can I be this person or how can we create this? So the next person that comes in, maybe five years later, maybe one year later, maybe one day later, does not see that gap that I currently see because you have the power to change that. I feel like that gut feeling we tend to ignore, that is the Holy Spirit sometimes telling us that you need to 
like giving us that push that you need to be that person. Like that is your purpose in this season. That's why I called you to be here. You be that person. You shine bright and you do what you need to do. But without taking that step, without moving in faith, without knowing that maybe it is, maybe this is the time to take action, we just stay there. And then there's a gap and 10 people come behind us and see the gap, but there's nothing there. There's nothing there to fill it because we were supposed to. You know what I mean? And maybe like, maybe two, two years later, someone might come, but that was two years you could have done it. So just all of that is to say, all of that is to say, leave a legacy and be known for something great because there are many beautiful people coming in after you that want to see you shine or need you to be the person you were called to be so they can rise up and be the person they are called to be on the foundation that you have set you are beautiful you are great i love you lots thanks for listening have the best week see you next week bye